Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of civilization, the best thing that's ever happened to anyone. And hey, uh, yep, you're, you're already private over on Locals, don't worry. Today, well, we got some stuff to talk about today. How many people are here to look at the train wreck? Train wreck, anybody? Anybody? How many of you are from the media? I'm talking to YouTube now. How many are from the media looking to get a new quote for your story? Mm. Well, we're going to talk about that. You might be a little surprised. Uh, But first, what you need to enjoy this uh, situation maximally is you need a cup or a mug or a glass, a tank or gels or stein, a canteen jug or a flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid I like, coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure. The dopamine hit of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip. Uh, Scott, have you ever taken acid? No, I am acid. That was a pretty good answer. I feel like I should say that with more... Uh, more theatrical flair. Let me try that again. Oh, there's a comment. Scott, have you ever taken acid? I am acid. No, that didn't work, did it? It didn't work. I really had high hopes for that, but it didn't land. All right. Uh, better check the news. Oh, my God. I am the news. You know, if you ever get in trouble, here's some advice for you. Some of you, you know, sometimes get in trouble as I do. You need to time your trouble for not a slow news week. (laughs) It's a super slow news week. They're only, the only thing they're covering is train derailments. It's like, we got Ohio. Any other trains being derailed? Uh, Let's see. Um, Yeah, the cartoonist, he's being derailed. Okay. We're kind of on a derailment theme this week. It's all we got. It's all we got. Anyway, I saw a fun tweet by, uh, we'll talk about all that, unless more people stream in first. I saw a fun tweet from Benjamin Carlson. He's a writer on Twitter. Uh, Well, he's on Twitter. He's also a writer. he says in the CIA interrogation manual, it lists coercive techniques used to break someone's will. They include, now before I read the list of things that the CIA uses to break people's will, ask yourself how many of these apply to people using social media. <laughs> All right? Isolation, dependence, inducing guilt, preying on fear, disrupting sleep, Robbing basic dignity, depriving of natural light. <laughs> so, uh, so as Benjamin notes, sounds like social media addiction. It's exactly social media addiction. Yeah, the I like how I'm not making it up. This is the actual list of the CIA's coercion techniques, and they all sort of coincidentally, or not, or not. They all coincidentally uh, map to social media usage and addiction. 
do you think that uh, your will is being broken down by social media? Do you think that today, for example, well, let's just take today, randomly. If you checked the news, would you find out that the news didn't look like real news, it looked like some kind of social media narrative poisoning? Yeah, check. Check. That's what it looks like. Well, is anybody here to talk about me? Have you ever been sick of yourself? Has that ever happened? (laughs) Have you ever been so full of just talking about yourself or hearing about yourself that you're just tired of it? Like, I swear to God, I haven't read any of the articles about me. And there are quite a few. Quite a few articles about me today. I haven't read any of them. But it's not because, you know, I don't want to see bad news or anything like that. It's because I'm just so bored. Like, I'm so bored of all the NPCs writing the same story, you know, without context, of course. So those of you who are paying attention, let me, let me ask you first. How many of you who are watching uh, saw the uh, one-hour-plus uh, podcast I did with uh, Hotep Jesus, which explains the whole drama? So a lot of people and locals, okay. How many of you YouTubers saw it? A lot of you. Okay. Quite a few of you. All right, good. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to ask of anybody to watch a, you know, over an hour of a podcast. So the fact that so many of you actually put in that much time for something that was meaningful to me actually makes me feel good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that quite a bit. That, that is really a lot of time to put in for somebody else's issue. So I do appreciate that. Now... You may notice, those of you who have seen the Hotep Jesus thing, if you watch that, you know the whole story. If, you, if you're not aware of that or you didn't watch it, you're, you're living in a whole different reality. And the reality you're living in is defined by this. Scott, I saw you say it. It's on video. You said it. Boom. There's nothing else to know. And then there's people who saw the video, so they know kind of the whole story, etc. They're living in completely different worlds about me, right? Those of you who have seen the video, would you agree or disagree with the following statement? Anybody who's seen the Hotep Jesus video, there are half a million people who have viewed it already. If you've seen it, you would have a completely different impression of all of the situation. Agree or don't? Uh, on locals, everybody say yes. Right, now look also on YouTube. Yep. All right, so if there's anybody here who hasn't seen that video, but you've formed an opinion, what do you think now? I'm not even telling you what your opinion should change to. I'm saying just look at the comments. Uh, basically, it looks like 100% of the people who saw the, the context have a different view of the whole situation. Now ask yourself... Which members of the media are aware of the full context? Probably a number of them watched it before they wrote yesterday. But has anybody seen any coverage which uh, left out that context? Has anybody seen any coverage that omitted the context? And would you say that that was accurate news or fake news? How, how many... Uh, 
how many news stories or tweets about me uh, listed the reason that I said what I said that offended everybody? How, ma- how many listed the reason I said it? Like, why did you say that? Any? Now, do you, did any of you who read the news about me, did you catch that they didn't list the reason? <laughs> if you don't list the reason, it reverses the story. Here, and by the way, this is, this is how a lot of fake news gets created. If you take a, a snippet, uh, it's, the way the, it, you know, it's exactly the way the fine people hoax was created. You cut out the part where Trump says, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis. They should be condemned totally. You just cut that out, and it reverses his meaning. Same with the drinking bleach hoax. If you cut out the part where he, where he says, I'm talking about light as a disinfectant, it reverses the meaning, and it sounds like some chemical disinfectant. It's the same way the uh, Covington kids hoax was played. You just cut out the context of just what happened right before, and it reverses the meaning. So if you saw my... Uh, by the way, did you see how, how uh, it's being branded, my story? So all the media picked up the same phrase. <laughs> it's either a racist rant or a racist tirade. Now, if you saw a racist rant and racist tirade, what, what would you assume is the reason I said it? You would assume the reason I said it is that, that I have a negative feeling about black Americans. Wouldn't that be kind of a, a natural interpretation? Because it's out of context. If you saw it in context, in the comments, if you saw it in context, was it me saying bad things about black people and therefore you should stay away from them? Did that happen? Nope. No. No, what was the context? The context is far too many black Americans have a negative opinion of white Americans. And in general, as a life advice, you shouldn't spend time with people who, you know, let's say in a statistical sense, are going to have a negative opinion about you. It's a bad life strategy. That's all. So how many of you got that context without, without watching the video? Right. Do you see how easy it is for the news to reverse the point of it? Now ask yourself this. This is the fun part. Somebody asked me, Scott, if you wrote this movie in the sense that you knew exactly what you were doing when you said it, which of course I did. Of course I did. You know, if, if I had just started my life in media, you could say to yourself, I feel like he just had a bad day. Right? <laughs> like he just had sort of an OJ day. He just had one bad day, and then you could reveal his inner soul and stuff like that. I don't make mistakes. I, I don't think I've ever made a mistake in public. Maybe, maybe a few times when I first started out. But eventually you get good at it and you don't say things you don't mean, and you don't say things without knowing completely how it's going to be taken and what impact it would be. So at this point in the story, including the cancellations, because I'm almost fully canceled from newspapers now, but including the cancellations, this was all predictable, and I knew it when I said it, and I was okay with it. I'm okay with it. I actually had a good day yesterday. I'm having a good day today. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, I, I can explain more about that, but the, the Hotep Jesus interview was great. By the way, let me give a little commercial for Hotep Jesus. And if, you, if you're looking for the video, it's pinned at the top of my Twitter feed today. But you could just Google my name and Hotep Jesus, and it'll pop right up. Uh, Hotep does a great show. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there on his podcast, and the whole time, like I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, "Damn it! How did you? How did you get all this pulled together? Like his set is really good, and the lighting is perfect. He's got this nice background. You know, he he has some kind of artist he works with to do the the images that promote it. And like he had a, he had this great image of me that you know that went with the, the podcast, got it all together in like just a few hours, had me scheduled. I'm on there. Uh, I, he's got like five hundred and fifty thousand views. Great show, really great show, and also a great interview. I know. So let me say that first. The the questions and just the the vibe of it, just terrific. So if anybody gets a chance to go on his show. I recommend it highly. Good job. All right. So here's some other things you need to know, or maybe you don't care. Um, So you saw some stories about big newspapers canceling Dilbert. I know the Washington Post, I think the LA Times, Cleveland Plain Dealer. Let me explain the economics of cartooning. There are thousands of newspapers around the world who could potentially carry a a comic. Dilbert was in basically almost all of the ones that matter, at least domestically, and then a number of international. But the the economics are that the big newspapers are 80% of your income. So the 20% of the papers are 80% of the income. The 20% that are the, the important ones are the urban big city newspapers. Now, they're the ones who are going to cancel first, for obvious reasons. And they have. So probably already what's announced might be 80% of my income, which would be the end of, you know, the end of Dilbert, of course. Now, it wouldn't be the end of it um, as a cartoon, but it would be the end of it in newspapers, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to continue making them for newspapers. But there are other avenues where Dilbert could go. For example, the locals platform, subscription. But uh, if the cancellation goes the way I hope, I will be the first free person in the United States. Uh, I guess, I was going to say Jordan Peterson, but he's Canadian. So I guess there's one free person in Canada. You've heard of him, Jordan Peterson? Uh, and so I'm hoping to be the first free person in the United States. Now, you're saying yay, but yay actually said something that I think all of us are scratching our heads about. <laughs> We're like, is there any other way to interpret that? I don't know. So he's in a different situation. Uh, my situation is unique in the following way. Uh, I don't know. And, uh, this is Act 4, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preview There's no Act 4. But the end of Act 3, let's say. Here's what the end of Act 3 looks like. The people who are my critics realize they don't don't disagree with me. Have you noticed there is zero disagreement from anybody, black or white? 
In fact, most of the agreement is coming from black people. Have you noticed that? If you haven't noticed, you will. (laughs) And the agreement comes in two forms. One form is black people saying, I'm a horrible, horrible person, you know, and I should be canceled. That's my point. That's my point. Thank you. Yes, my point is that there are way too many as a percentage. I don't know the percentage, but whatever it is, it's too high. I think you'd agree. Of black people who have a very negative opinion of white people. That was my point. So the the ones who are yelling at me and also black are making my point. Now, I know you're going to say, but Scott, it's because you did that thing. No, it isn't that. You can tell by the comments that there's a... It's not just about me. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. Um, Secondly, there are uh, black, almost entirely men. I don't know if there's a reason for that. But there are a number of black men who are just saying, oh, I totally agree with you. You In context, everything you said makes perfect sense. Have you seen that? Have you seen the number of black men who are willing to say, yeah, once I see your point in context, I agree. But have you seen any newspaper that canceled me that disagreed with my point? You haven't, have you? Now, I haven't read them. I haven't read all the stories. But I can predict with confidence that none of them disagreed with me. Do you know why? Because nobody would disagree with it. (laughs) It's literally not disagreeable. It would be like, do you like to breathe oxygen? Well, I don't know. I don't like the way you said it. But do you like to breathe oxygen? I do not like the way you said it. Yeah, but do you like to breathe oxygen? You you see what's going on, right? Um, Here's the second one. You ready for this one? You're going to love this one. I'm going to start asking my biggest critics the demographics of their own neighborhood. Do you love that? <laughs> How much do you love that? And, and, the, and the funny thing is, the, the, trap, the trap is like a mile wide. right? It's the most obvious trap you could ever set. And I'm watching the NPCs walking into it in single file. Oh, da, 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 da. hey, you racist. Oh, goddamn cartoonist racist. Oh, <laughs> I, I asked a few people on Twitter and, and nobody was living in a, in a black neighborhood. <laughs> now, of course, they could explain it by saying, well, uh, it's because I wanted to be near my family, to which I say, Exactly. Exactly. You wanted to be near your family. Do you know why? Your family doesn't hate you. Now, the, the biggest criticism I'm getting... Uh, I, I just unblocked Sticks, by the way. So, Sticks and Hammer, big thank you, big thank you to you. And uh, all is... All is uh, I won't say forgiven, because that, that imagines that I have some like right to forgive or something. Like, I don't have... Like, I'm not God. <laughs> I'm not God, so I'm not going to say you're forgiven. Like, I'll, I'll leave forgiveness to other people, other entities. But uh, Sticks and Hammer, thank you. Sincere thank you. And uh, unblocked and appreciate it. Now, um, okay. 
so the narrative poisoning is getting pretty bad. So here's what I think. Uh, sometime around the end of this week, or maybe sooner, could be as soon as like... What is that? Could be as soon as Tuesday-ish. Um, the narrative is going to start to drift. The narrative right now is a racist rant. Racist rant. Or racist tirade. I think CNN's calling it a tirade. Everybody else is calling it a rant. So because people think in bumper stickers, you know, 80% of the world is not going to know anything except those two words, racist rant, racist rant. But, some, but the smart people, somewhere around Tuesday, are going to say, I wonder if there's something to this conversation. <laughs> I wonder if we should start paying attention. Uh, let me call here. And it, and it's starting to happen on social media. Because at, <clears throat> at the moment, there are a lot of people who agree, who don't want to step into the fire. But little by little, there are people who do agree. <clears throat> and really, everybody agrees. There's nobody who disagrees. And by the way, when I say nobody disagrees, the point nobody disagrees with is that if you suspect a group of people has bad feelings about you, you should put some distance between you and that group. Now, that has nothing to do with black people specifically. It has to do with a general rule. And if you're black, you should do the same thing. If you think there's a bunch of racist white people around, stay away. I wouldn't try to fix them. <laughs> I wouldn't try to fix them with your, you know, with your good character and you know friendliness. I would just get away. So it's the same direct. It's the same, literally the same advice I give to everybody. Just get away from all the bad stuff and go toward the good stuff. Vegan Betta says, wow, you are so messed up. But vegan, do you disagree? Do you disagree? Do, would you advise the opposite? That if there's a group of people who, by some, uh, um, let's say, alarming percentage, whatever you think that is, uh, you could reasonably assume they don't like you, would you say you should spend more time with them or less? I'm open to your opinion. Go ahead. More time with people who don't like you or less? Yeah. Yeah, literally nobody, literally nobody disagrees with me. Vagan says, I'm in shock, but I shouldn't. I was a huge fan. But Vagan, again, do you see that you're not addressing the only question? You're, you're mad about the way I said it. Let, let me say this. I don't believe people are mad at me. I think that they you know, interpret it that way. Here's what I think. I think people are mad that I held up a mirror to everybody, black and white. Right? I basically said, here's the mirror. Look in this mirror. Are, are you living in a black neighborhood? Are you? <laughs> Some of you are. <laughs> but who, who's, who advises people to go hang out with people that don't like them? Who does that? Nobody. Nobody. So here's how people's minds are going to eventually settle, but not everybody. This will always be bifurcated because the people who saw the context have a different opinion. But for the people who saw the context, here's how their minds are going to settle. They're going to settle on, 
That was really alarming when I heard it. But I have a better understanding of why it was alarming. Why it's alarming is that the situation is so fucking bad. That would slip down. Would you agree? The reason it's alarming is not because I said it. It's alarming because you agree. That's the only reason it's alarming. Could you imagine if I'd said something that people disagreed with? (laughs) If people disagreed, there wouldn't be any energy around it. Think about it. You, You see things all day long that you disagree with. Do they stick in your head? Not usually. Not usually. Because you're surrounded by things like all day long people disagree with you. Like you can spend an hour on Twitter looking at opposite opinions and you'll just sort of come away with a general idea that some people disagree. Opinions you don't agree with don't stick in your head because there's so many of them. The reason I'm causing so much trouble is because everybody agrees. And what is a way to hide your agreement? What would be a way to conceal your agreement with me? What would be a way to do that? Outrage? Cancellation. Right. The newspapers who are canceling me are trying to put some distance between my opinion and my opinion they agree with. Because they do agree with me. Everybody who canceled me agrees with me. Everyone. <laughs> does, anybody, does anybody disagree? Do you think that any of the cancelers, the newspapers, let's say, do you think any of them disagree with my point? No, they're canceling me because they agree with my point. Do you get that? So that's what, that's what the realization is going to come to in the next few days. It's going to take a while. It's like a, it's like a slow-moving thing. But once people realize that I got canceled because they agree with me, there is no other reason. There really isn't. Now, nobody would have said something like, you know, directly, you know, anti some other group and expect to survive. But I didn't. I did not say something anti about any group. Or at least nothing that doesn't apply to all groups, right? Every group has the same issue. There's some people in every group you probably want to you know, avoid. Certainly, certainly you'd want to avoid you know, racist white people, wouldn't you? Everybody would. The best, somebody says, my book launch will be nuclear. I don't know if I'm going to have a book launch. This will be interesting, because I don't know if my publisher is watching this, maybe. But um, So I have one publisher or syndication company that handles the comic strip. Uh, they also do the reprint books and the calendars. And then there's uh, another group that does my non-Dilbert books, Penguin. But I haven't, I haven't heard from them because it's the weekend. I haven't heard from the syndicate either. I'm feeling sorry for my, my editor <laughs> at, at my syndicate. They're, they're waking up to this news like, oh, shit. All right. Um, sick and mental issues. Yeah. So let me show you a, uh, something I saw. Here's a, so already social media is starting to debate the issue which is what I'd hoped. Um, here's, uh, here's a graph. I don't know if it's real. It's an internet graph. 
You see it spiking up there on, on the end? So these are the, the major entities, including uh, two of them that canceled me, Washington Post and LA Times. So here is their mentions of racism. So this is the mentions of racism. Rope through the roof. <laughs> Did you know that? Now, with this much talk of racism, what would you expect would be the predictable result of black American feelings about white people? What, what would be the obvious outcome of that? Negative, right? If this were reversed, and let's say I were black in this situation, I would have an increasingly resentful feeling about white people because... Have I mentioned that the media assigns uh, your opinions? But one of the themes that everybody missed about my criticism is who I blamed. Did anybody see who I blamed? Who did I blame for my racist tirade? I mean, other than myself, of course. Yeah. Did I blame black America? Did anybody hear me say, there's something wrong with black people? Nope. Because I don't think there is. In my opinion, black American opinions make perfect sense. Perfect sense. If black Americans have a negative feeling about white Americans, well, you know, you don't have to be a genius to figure out why. All of our opinions are assigned by the media and always have been. Not just on this. You know, I'm not saying this is the one topic that people assign. No. Uh, your opinions are always assigned by the media. So during this time, where things were, let's say, bad but not horrendous, did you hear me say, stay away from black people? It wouldn't have made any sense. That would not have been a rational thing to do. But what about at the top of this curve? When you're at the top of this curve, does it make sense to stay away from the people who have been riled up to hate you? Who riled them up? Did black people rile themselves up? Well, I don't know, but I know that the media did. So I blame the media, as well as, uh, as, well as all the three-letter uh, things that are going on. Now, there was one other that I needed to show you. How in the world did that disappear? Here we go. So there was a lot of complaints about the Rasmussen poll which I believe was scientifically accurate, the Rasmussen poll, but maybe the way they asked the question was open to, not maybe, it was open to to debate. But here's a poll from Gallup that goes through 2021. And uh, the question was, would you say relations between white and black people are very good, somewhat good, somewhat bad or very bad? And, And here's the trend line. So the trend line... Uh, if you see things are, you know, oh, you know, things are not good, not good, I mean, could be a lot worse, oops, boom, right to the toilet. So you saw two graphs. One says that the media is mentioning racism over and over and over again. And then you see that the public is responding in lockstep, in lockstep to the reporting. Now let me ask you this. Was this when racism got the worst? Like in the history of the United States, was this about the time when all the racism got worse? Because in the world I live in, the actual discrimination was at its lowest point. 
Was it not? I think it was at its lowest point. But the media was telling you it was at its highest point, and both white and black people were totally buying that narrative. Now, I think Trump, you know, the Trump era was the biggest part of that, probably. So all of the data that I've seen agrees with me. Any, do you have any doubt about that? Would you, would you accept that the data and all of your anecdotal experience, both, both your lived experience and the data, would you agree they're all on the same side? That the media has poisoned us. I called it out, and then what happened to me? What happened when I called out the media poisoning us? I got canceled. By who? The news. <laughs> the news canceled me to hide the fact that they did this. They did this. They made it impossible for a white person to feel comfortable around a black person. Let, let, let me modify that. <clears throat> Not a person, right? You, you need to deal every single individually. You know, every person should be dealt with individually. So I'm uh, by no means suggesting you should avoid black people. If you got that, if you got that as some kind of a universal thing, you missed the point. Uh, so individuals you should never discriminate against. And by the way, I rarely run into racism with anybody I know. Do you have that experience? Like, my, the actual racism that I experience, like in my daily life, it's like zero, basically. It, it, it's only a media phenomenon. But the media has certainly caused people who don't know each other to have bad feelings. Right. Here, here's an example. Just think in your head, let's say if you're white or black, uh, just think in your head of the white or black people that you know personally. And ask, ask yourself, do you have any racism problems? <laughs> no. No. I mean, if you do, you need a new friend. But not really. Not really. I mean, I've never had any kind of racism problem in person. But if I were to, let's say, uh, be introduced to a group of black Americans, especially after the news this week, would I feel comfortable with a group, not an individual? No, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all. Nope. But would I have any problem with any one person in that group? Maybe for about five minutes, meaning that anybody who talks to me for five minutes gets a really good reading of what I'm about, right? Uh, you don't even have to talk about race. In five minutes, you would know that you don't have a problem with me. It would be obvious. Right? So in person, people are pretty good. It's just the media has decided that we're groups, which we didn't decide. The media decided we're different groups. You know, why does the Gallup poll show a, show a black versus white feelings? They're dividing us. <laughs> they divide us because it's easier to make news out of it. If they said, well, everybody's the same, why would we do a poll of what black versus white people think? What's the point of that? Everybody's people. Then you would end up starting treating everybody like people. But if every time you turn up the, pick up the news, the Gallup poll is separating people into black and white, what are you going to do? You're going to do the same thing. Right? So the division is caused by the media, and, there's, and I've seen zero disagreement. Is there anybody who disagrees with my point? 
Is there anyone who says, no, the media does not influence our feelings about each other? Right? Nobody says that. Literally nobody. So here are the two macro stories that are sort of related to my story. Number one, uh, in Dilbert, I often talk about the fact that your boss, your boss is the one who gets to judge your work even if your boss is the one that caused you to fail. Do you ever go into a performance review with, the, review with your boss, your boss says, you did not get this project done. And you say, but I didn't have a budget because you didn't complete the budget thing. And then your boss says, you're fired. Because your boss gets to not only judge you for the mistakes the boss made, but then the boss can fire you for the mistake that the boss made. <clears throat> now, let's look at my situation. Who is my boss? Well, I don't have a boss per se, but the clients are basically my boss, like in a conceptual way. So the newspapers, CNN, Reuters, all these people, created a situation which I pointed out, and then the people who created that bad situation, they rallied together instantly, and as one, they canceled me. Because the last thing you want to find out is what they did to you. (laughs) But by the end of this week, you're going to know. You're going to know they did this to you. They divided the country. They created this situation. And when I acted rationally in the situation they created, they canceled me as one. Now, here's the second part of this. Do you think that the Washington Post was unaware that I'm one of the most effective voices in politics? What do you think? Do you think they were unaware? Do you think they were unaware that I was one of the most effective voices helping Trump get elected? Of course they know that. (laughs) Have you noticed that uh, anybody who had any, let's say, political uh, influence is getting canceled one by one? Now, I don't think that's the major story. That's not the major story. But I don't know that I would have been canceled if I had been pro-Biden. Do you think so? Do you think the Washington Post would have canceled me, or would they have looked at the context? Hmm? Suppose I'd been black. Suppose I'd been black, said exactly what I said. Do you know that uh, Jesse Lee Peters, who tweeted, he says, I'm 100% right, he said the same thing. So if Jesse Lee Peters wrote an editorial, and let's say it got picked up somewhere, would he get canceled? Or suppose he reversed it and said, you know, don't spend time with white people who are racist, which would be good advice. Don't spend time with white people if you think there's a bunch of racists in them. That would be good advice. Keep away from white people. Would it be a racist rant if I said black people, for their own good, should probably stay away from white people because there's so many racists? The trouble is it doesn't work in both directions because you can't really avoid white people. There's just too damn many of us. You can't really avoid anybody. Right. For, let, let me ask this. How many people thought that was a literal statement when I said you should avoid black people, the context being that uh, there are too many of them who don't like you? 
that being the reason. How many thought that was literal? Like nobody should... I was advising you, if you, if you go to the store and there's a black, a black person working the cash register, don't go there. Do you think I meant that? <laughs> do, you, do, you think I, do you think I meant don't hire uh, black people? You know, discriminating against individuals is just bad strategy. All right? I, I try to give strategy advice for your careers and your life that would make sense statistically. Does it make good statistical sense to discriminate against an individual for race or anything else? No, because all you're doing is reducing the pool of, uh, of talent for yourself. Right? Your self-interest should take care of that, like, unless you're an idiot. I mean, what, one of the problems with race discussions is that it gets uh, conflated with idiots, right? An idiot would not interview somebody maybe for a racial reason. A smart person would say, well, this could be the best employee I've ever had. You don't know, so I better find out. So anybody who you know, does something that hurts themselves by reducing their own options in life, like that, is that racism <laughs> or is that just stupid? You know, if you just start reducing your own options in life, like, suppose you never dated anybody outside of your own ethnic group. I mean, I feel like you're just reducing your own options. All right. Um, <laughs> so so the, the people who want to be critical of me, they can't do it with my actual argument. That's the, the theme. They all have to change it to something that I wouldn't say. So here, here's Spencer doing this, Spencer Williams. He says, Scott might hire you, meaning black people, uh, uh, if you're black. Just don't live next to him. <clears throat> Did I say that? <clears throat> Does that sound like something I would say? <laughs> no, it's not about individuals. My neighbors are awesome. I don't live in a, in a super white neighborhood, by the way. If, if you count all ethnicities, you know, we have a lot of Asian, Indian, a uh, little bit of black. It's not very black here. But uh, it's a racist topic. Yeah, they don't really care what I actually said. That's not going to factor into it. All right, let, let me just uh, summarize that last statement. I do believe that my politics and my race are big factors in getting canceled. But the bigger factor, I feel, there's no way to read everybody's minds, and you know, every, everybody's, everybody's a little different. But, um, yeah, Jesse Lee Peterson did uh, defend me, that's true. Which was very nice of him, I appreciate it. A lot of other people did too. By the way, you don't see the private messages I get. Privately, uh, a lot of, not, I won't say a lot, but several of my uh, black friends who follow me on Twitter have, first of all, asked for context, which, which actually tells you that they follow me. <laughs> Anybody who follows me, uh, if they don't ask for context in a story, I'll think they're not really following me. Like, that's the first thing you should ask. It's like, this looks terrible. What am I missing? Like, that's the question I was getting privately. This looks really bad. Can you explain this? 
And then I would point them to, you know, Hotep's, uh, Hotep Jesus's podcast. And then they'd come back and they'd say, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Once you hear the full context, people said, okay, I get it. I see what, you, I see what you're doing there. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, so here's the thing. So social media is handing me a, a, a lot of power. You get that, right? So uh, as, as I anticipated, of course, you know, this, none of this is unpredictable. So they're sending an insane amount of energy my way. Um, so the, new, the newspaper business will be basically over, I think, in a week, probably. I mean, my, my guess is that they won't come back. But there are a few things happening already. Number one, my number of subscribers on the locals platform uh, has shot up dramatically. Um, number two, my Twitter followers have shot up faster than any time since I've been on Twitter. And my name recognition is going through the roof. And the, the media interest in me is insane. It's like my phone was just like going crazy yesterday. And you see the, and you see the energy that I'm being given. What should I do with this power? Or what do you think I planned to do with this power? Because obviously I knew it was coming. What should I do? Now, doing, doing more podcasts is just more of the same. <laughs> Vegan, the dogs hear your whistle. Vegan, it's not a whistle. I said it directly. See, the, the people who can't catch up with the story are having a tough time. So Vegan Meta is, yes, the dogs heard your whistle, meaning racist dog whistle. It's not a racist dog whistle. I told you exactly what the thinking was and why. There's not much to, there's, there's not a whole lot there for interpretation. Like, I didn't leave anything out. You don't need to have any whistles. It's all right there. All right. Is today Easter Sunday? What is Easter? Did I miss Easter already? Oh, it's in April. Was Ash Wednesday this Wednesday? I'm not good with my religious holidays. Oh, so it was just Ash Wednesday. What is the Ash for? What's that stand for? For Lent. All right. That's how poorly educated I am on religion. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, would you agree that all the news is boring today? Let me tell you about Ukraine. Blah, blah, the Ukrainians got some new weapons. Blah, blah, the Russians are counterattacking. Blah, blah, our HIMARS are very uh, accurate. Blah, blah, it's winter. Blah, blah, this town got taken, or maybe it didn't, or maybe Wagner is mad at Putin. Blah, blah, there's nothing there. There's just nothing there. I gave up Dilbert for Lent. <laughs> uh, how about that... Uh, Ohio train derailment. Let me check. Let me check. Still derailed. Still derailed. Yeah. 
So there's no news. So that has a lot to do with um, what's going on. I guess uh, some new, was it that some department or something in the U.S. decided that the COVID virus was a lab leak, but they won't tell us where. The ashes symbolize our humility before God and our recognition that we are mortal. Okay. Um, Yes, I am, to answer your question, um, I'm at the moment, and I'm subject to change at any time. Right? Uh, Yeah. I forgot my point. I was just reading it. Oh, about Vivek. Um, I'm open to changing my recommendation for president at any time because I'm only a single-issue voter on fentanyl. And right now, he's the toughest on fentanyl. Uh, A lot of anti-Semitic comments on here. I I haven't seen them, but I do not approve of that. Uh, No anti-Semitism, please. We don't want to see that. By the way, there's a way more anti-Semitism, uh, at least on social media, than I've ever seen in person. Like, if you only saw social media, you'd have a real distorted view of what actual people think. I think. Who would destroy the cartels harder than Trump? The trouble is, it's uh, that Trump's. Uh, ability to get something done is hindered by the fact that he's Trump. So I see what you're saying. If he had, if he had the full power to do whatever he wanted, he would get it done. Like I do believe that he has the right, you know, fortitude and judgment to get it done. But I don't, I don't know that he will be uh, as free to do what he wants. I guess it would depend on the nature of Congress. You know, it could be that um, it, it might not it might not matter that uh, Vivek has a better fentanyl or a stronger fentanyl uh, approach, because if he doesn't get through the primaries, I'm going to have to go with who does. How deeply into our government have the cartels burrowed? I think they probably have a lot of influence on the border uh, police departments already. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've got somebody in Congress by now. By now. Never know. Anthony says, in all caps, you're a Trump MAGA guy for sure. Well, first of all, I've never been MAGA. I don't know if people know that. But MAGA I never identified with. I never never wore the hat. I don't use the... uh, I don't know if I... Maybe I once hashtagged it or something in the very beginning. But I never liked it. Part of it is because it sounds like maggot. Part of it, it sounds like you're in a cult as opposed to just talking about politics. So I, I never embraced the maggot thing. Now, a lot of the people who are, who are mad at me believe that I'm right-wing. How many of you believe I'm right-wing? I'm actually left-wing. My audience is right-wing. How many, how many think I'm right-wing? Anthony does. But look at the other comments, Anthony. Yeah, You see that the people who uh, know me the best know that I'm not? You'd see more of that on the Hotep Jesus podcast that I'm recommending. 
Yeah. Well, uh, uh, to be more specific, I'm left-wing on social stuff, but on economics and military stuff, uh, I think the right is closer to the you know, practical, smart solutions. So on the big stuff, I tend to be... Uh, well, it depends what you call big. On the, on the domestic social stuff, um, I'm very liberal. And on anything that's like the, the health of the whole country, like the economy or defense, then I get real conservative. In the, in the sense that uh, I'm going to you know, treat America number one. Do your ex-wives support you? Are you really asking me that? You have no idea who I am, do you? <laughs> I think somebody thinks I'm somebody else. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right wing is not an actual. Right, right wing is not uh, a good description for anything. I'm a kept man. That, that position is libertarian? Yeah, maybe. Did I see Axios today? No. It was Axios about me or something else. Oh, it's about me. Has anybody written a balanced article in which they seem to understand the context? Have you seen that yet? Musk said the media is racist? I didn't see that. Oh, the Washington Examiner. Well, when did he say the, ra- the media is racist? Did he say that related to something I tweeted? Did that just happen? <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to look at that. <laughs> that would be funny. Do you know the term uh, Duzex Machina? All right, let me go to my feed here. Let's see. Damn it. Do you know it's hard to uh, use any kind of an app when people are watching? All right, Elon Musk, let's see what he said. Tweets and replies. The media is racist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Musk went after it. He goes, first of all, this was eight hours ago, and it was, uh, it was in reply. It was in reply to uh, the news stories about me getting canceled. And Musk says the media is racist. Uh, and then an hour later, so this would be seven hours ago, he said, for a very long time, U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they're racist against whites and Asians. <laughs> oh, my God. Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try not being racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let me explain what the dues ex machina is. How many of you know what that is? I know I've got a lot of smart viewers. How many of you know? Some of you do. Deus ex machina. All right, so the, the history of it is in the old-timey, was it the Greeks? The old Greeks would have plays. I think it was the Greeks. And it's Latin, yeah. And 
when the, the writers were bad writers, they'd write a story and they'd get to sort of the end of the play and there was no way to resolve whatever the problem was because they hadn't written it well. So they just have a god appear at the end who had nothing to do with the play <laughs> and God appears and fixes everything. So it's considered uh, not only a historical reference, but an insult to bad writers. Like, a bad writer has, like, a magic person appear at the end to solve everything. But there are a lot of movies that have some version of that. For example, if you were watching a Marvel superhero movie, and all the, the superheroes that were the stars of the movie are all, like, at the edge of death, and the bad guy's going to kill them all with one hammer blow, and then suddenly a new superhero that you'd never heard of appears in the, in the movie and then you know, kills the bad guy, that would be deus ex machina, like just suddenly introducing somebody who wasn't part of the story. Well, that's Elon Musk. He's literally the number one voice in the country about free speech, and he just waited pretty hard. So let me give this a tweet. <laughs> Oh, my God. I did not expect him to go directly at it. I did not expect that. He went went right at it. Good for him. Well. All right, let's see what else has happened. (laughs) Uh, Getting messages. No, FedEx package. All right. Um, I'm afraid that uh, this might not be your... (laughs) Uh, Fisk asks this uh, provocative question in all caps. Fisk says, Why are Jews exempt from ridicule, Scott? Well, everybody is exempt from ridicule for for their nature or the way they were born. Did you not catch that rule? You shouldn't be making fun of anybody for their race or ethnicity or religion or stuff they can't change. Well, I guess you could change that, but not not how you were born. Um, it's not about it's not about some group is free from ridicule. All groups are free from ridicule, except maybe white people at the moment. Do I have a message for your young readers? That's funny. This is Vegan Meta asking that question. After you've insulted me for like 20 minutes. Did I uh, read? No, I didn't read Charlie Chion's. Where is that? Where does that appear? Charlie, is, do you say Chion? C-H-E-O-N? Sue them for defamation? No, that never works. <laughs> All right. Do you think YouTube will cancel you? Um, I was surprised they didn't. So here's, here's the thing. The way that YouTube handles uh, cancellation is that uh, there's a mechanical way they do it if they see a keyword they don't like, but then you can ask for a human review. Any human who reviewed it is unlikely to have a problem because they would have seen it in context. So that's probably why I didn't get canceled. Oh, yeah, you're right, vegan. Uh, it's Sunday, so they'll probably cancel me on Monday. Yeah, that's possible. I can get canceled on Monday on YouTube. 
But that's why Rumble exists. That's why, that's why Locals exists. Adam's waffing. <laughs> um, yeah, they're the trolls. <laughs> uh, Charlie Chian is on YouTube. Okay, thank you. You have a more favorable view of me? You, you, know what, uh, you know what population has been totally silent? Uh, maybe. And maybe Charlie Chian is, an exe- is the exception. I feel like the Asian-American community just went silent. Am I right? Have you heard anything from the Asian-American community on this topic? Which, by the way, is the right play. Yeah, the right play is just lay low. Let, let, let the cartoonist handle this one for you. <laughs> Let, let, let him do this one. Europa, the last battle. Never heard of it. Uh, ten is the answer. Ten. Well, we'll see. Oh, boy, you're right. Oh, God, you're right. I'm not going to read that comment, but you're so right. Well, I think I'll be eating at home for a while. It's obvious you're pushing to be canceled. Is it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it looks like we've had our fun here. I'm going to go do something else. Um, I'm hoping that we'll have more to talk about tomorrow when the news is not about me, but I feel like tomorrow it's going to be more about me because tomorrow the, most of the cancellations will set in. Now, keep in mind, there are a lot of people who don't read a newspaper on the weekend. So a lot of people... Uh, I saw one newspaper where, where the Dilbert strip goes. It says, like, new comic coming. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of people waking up today to say, hey... What happened to my comic? They're, they're just going to be getting into the story today. So there's, like, there's going to be a second and third wave of people who are just finding out what the story is. Well, I'll be the story unless there's a bigger story. Is there anything big that's brewing? Uh, will you publicly post everyone who cancels you? Mm, too many of them. Yeah, too many. By the way, do you know what's going to happen to the economics of the newspapers that canceled me? Here's a little, uh, here's a little uh, inside knowledge about the comic business. Have you noticed that comics can last like for 50 years and 75 years? And there are very few things like that. Like there are very few musical artists or actors or anything who can you know, last 50 years. Dilbert's like 34 years old, something like that. 34 years. The reason that a comic lasts so long in a newspaper is that they're addicting. And the people who have like a daily habit, they're used to having their cup of coffee. You know, it's, it's older people now, of course. And, and, you know, it's just their little habit is always the same. If you take a major part of their habit and of their, their habit, they complain like crazy. And they also cancel newspapers. So here's the number that they won't report. 
the number of newspapers that get cancelled because they cancelled Dilbert. Little known fact, almost nobody ever cancels uh, a newspaper subscription just because of a comic. The exceptions are the top comics. Right? People will cancel if you take uh, Garfield out. They will cancel if you take Dilbert or I think maybe you know, maybe Dunesbury or something. So there are a few comics that people will say, it's the only reason I got the newspaper. And Dilbert has been one of the comics that people have said for decades, it's the only reason I get the newspaper. Now, that's people who don't have an internet connection, I guess, or don't know how to use it. <laughs> uh, it's, pr- it's pronounced uh, de- Deus Ex Machina. D-E-U-S is pronounced deus, not deuce. Does everybody agree with that? Um, oh, yes, okay. The smart, people, the smart people who know Latin are saying it's dies, dies ex machina. I always thought it was deuce. All right, well, learn something today. Um... Dilbert app? Yeah, we had one for a while. That would be interesting. <laughs> Talk about Limp Biscuit. Is Limp Biscuit in the news? I saw a bunch of comments. What did Limp Biscuit do? Uh, yeah, I know Deus means God. They broke stuff? Native American mound builders? <laughs> Why do you think I have an opinion on that? All right, here's a question. Will Tucker Carlson cover this story? What do you think? <laughs> see, see the, it's possible that this fight hasn't started yet. Uh, so one of the things the Daily Beast editor did, which was, was smart, I have to give him credit for this, it, it was a messed up thing to do, but it's something I've done before because it works. So the Daily Editor uh, tweeted after the story started breaking. He goes, cue the, cue the conservative media defending the racist, which makes it look like you know, he predicted it. But it's not hard to predict when you know the story is wrong. <laughs> if you know the story is not real you can accurately predict that conservative media is going to tear the shit out of you. <laughs> I, I don't know what uh, Tucker's going to do. He might ignore it. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if it's... I don't know if it's on his beat or not. But if he takes a bite out of it, he's going to leave a mark. <laughs> he's going to leave a mark. So I, I don't know if... You know, the, I don't know if the shows like uh, The Five or Gutfeld, you know, that... They have a, a lighter vibe. I don't know if they would take this on, but um, I need a food taster. Did did anybody see my uh, comic for today, the Dilbert comic for today? If you didn't, I'm going to read it to you because it's on point for what's happening right at the moment. God, my Twitter user, my user follower is just screaming. I'll tell you, there, the, the number of people who agree with me are very quiet. <laughs> but if you, wanted, if you wanted to know, in general, is it more popular than unpopular? 
Well, I would look at my Twitter numbers to know that uh, a lot of people are on the same page. I worry, though, that they have the wrong impression of why they're agreeing with me, if you know what I mean. Did you introduce a black character in Dilbert today? No, I, I did that a while ago. I got canceled the first time I did that. Remember I got canceled for introducing a black character? Do you remember that? I lost, like, a whole chain of newspapers. <laughs> yeah. All right, I was going to show you the uh, Dilbert comic for today, which I'm sure I tweeted. Damn it, I can never find my own stuff. All right, let's do this the other way. All right, I, I'm going to read this to you because it's sort of on point at the moment. Total coincidence. Just got lucky on this one. You know, I do the comic a month or so in advance for the dailies, and every now and then one will hit that's just like the perfect situation. All right, so it's the gang sitting around a table, and I'll just show you this one picture and then the rest of it. Why the hell? Oh, my God, such a bad interface. Oh, my fucking God. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is the worst user interface, but I'm going to make this work. All right, I think you can see this. This is uh, Dogberry's at the table with the rest of the staff, and he says, uh, this is Bob, right? So Bob's a character you haven't seen before. And uh, Dogbird explains, he says, uh, Bob likes to debate, but he isn't good at it. When you disagree with Bob, he will insist that the only reason you disagree is that you are afraid. If you get vaccinated, Bob will say you are afraid of catching a sniffle. If you don't get vaccinated, Bob will say you're afraid of getting the shot. Bob believes your thinking process does not extend beyond your fears. That's because Bob is a moron who projects his one-dimensional worldview on others. Then Bob says, sounds like you're afraid to admit I'm a better debater than you are. And Dogmer says, there it is. There it is. So for 34 years, every time somebody disagreed with me, somebody said, oh, you're afraid. Oh, you're afraid. What do you think this week? Does it feel to you as though I manage my career based on my fear? Mm. (laughs) It would be hard to explain this week. No. In fact, one of the things that's hardest for me to explain to people is how I'm not afraid of stuff, because it's sort of irrational. I'm irrational in the wrong direction. I'm often irrationally not, not worried about stuff. I'm irrationally calm. I don't know the last time I was irrationally afraid of something. I'm sure it's true. I'm, I'm sure I have. can't think of one. All right. Well, very soon I might be the first free man in America who can say what he, what he means uh, at the risk of any consequences. And I have to admit, I'm kind of feeling good about it. You know, I'll have to work out how I survive. Survival, survival will still be a, you know, something I have to navigate. Uh, I'm not entirely sure I can go out in public this week. Would you? Let me ask you, would you go, if you were me, would you go out in public this week? Anywhere that you could be recognized. <laughs> now, logically, I shouldn't. 
but I'm not going to care. Yeah, logically, I should not go in public for a week or so. But that's not going to stop me. I'm sure I'll do do whatever I want. Um, Because remember, nobody's ever had a problem with me personally. So unless somebody snuck up behind me and, you know, hit me before they talked to me, I don't really have a risk. You hope I'm armed at all times. Well, I will only say that I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. I, I like to leave some mystery there. But anyone, anyone wants to fuck around and find out? They can. Katie Hobbs taking cartel money, somebody says. Is there any kind of evidence for that? That sounds like the sort of thing for which there will be no evidence. But I'm open to it. I mean, maybe. Fentanyl is in the news with Katie Hobbs. I I saw a reference to it, but I don't believe it's... I just assumed it was fake news. Are you telling me that there's actual evidence of her connection to cartel money? I doubt that. All right, well, I'll look into that. I shall look into that. (laughs) All right, that's all for now, YouTube. I'm going to go talk to the uh, subscription people over at Locals, and thanks for joining. Uh, Looks like we've got a big crowd here today. I appreciate all the comments as well. Make sure you see the Hotep Jesus interview on YouTube with me to explain anything that you're still wondering about.